There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Um, brilliant to be back with you again for another fantastic uh, week. However, something absolutely unusual has happened today and uh, this is a little bit of a first for me because what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share some insights, some thoughts and learnings from you know what's going on in through my shows and in my kind of world of late and the reason for that is that Craig very unfortunately Craig Kleeman who was joining me today who's a who's a, a wonderful man I've been really inspired by my my conversation and planning with Craig has completely and utterly lost his voice now I don't know if you've ever lost your voice but you cannot do an interview with no voice so um, sign language on the radio is not going to work um, today. Um, so Craig has uh, sent his enormous apologies and we will get him back on the show again as soon as we can. We'll talk about um, a winning brand and how to build a powerful personal brand in today's modern digital world when we next have uh, capacity for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it will be well worth coming along and, and listening to him as well when, when he does because uh, he has some really key powerful inspirational messages and ideas that uh, helped him with his last company to build a staggering 30 million dollars in sales in less than four, four years uh, and create an incredible personal brand for himself so um, we'll have craig um, on the show again as soon as we can but i just thought you know i've done now 500 and i think this was the 538th show and maybe it was time that i just turned up and i just I just shared. I just shared some thoughts and ideas from the heart that I hope wherever you are in the world that might help you. Um, because the last the last few shows, number of shows over the last couple of months, we've had some incredible, incredible people with incredible messages. And I'd love to share some of those with you uh, today. Some of the reflections, some of the thoughts that have come out of those. I also find myself in a point in my life that you, you may know that I develop leaders and teams and business cultures, but I've hosted this show and I've created a, a community which is really growing now, um, which is of incredible thought leaders and experts who are really um, discovering with us and turning their purposeful dreams into reality and are starting to deliver some incredible initiatives and projects. And there's a whole community there that made up of past radio show guests and also now some of their connections and we're, we're meeting in groups monthly online and then just had a quarterly event this week with uh, Deke Copenhavy, you might remember. Deke was the former three times mayor of Augusta, Georgia. Um, he was uh, sharing with uh, the audience and we were talking about what's going on in the United States and, and the need for us to come together 
like never before. And David Fox Pitt, MBE, you might remember him. He's the incredible um, man behind Siobhan's Trust. Uh, Siobhan's Trust are currently providing 5,000 5, meals a day on the front line, our, our villages near the front line in Ukraine um, to the Russian border. So they're putting themselves at enormous risk. They've sent 70 Arctic lorries out of aid. They've had 400 volunteers going out there, putting themselves at risk to help bring love and care and meals, hot food uh, to the people of Ukraine, letting them know that we haven't forgotten them. So you know, I support that, um, that charity. There's a link on the website if you're interested. Um, so we'll, we will get Craig, uh, as I say, back on the show. But I thought maybe, you know, from some of the things that's go going on in my world, we'll see what comes up today. I'll share with you some insights from uh, a number of shows recently and things that I personally took away from those conversations that I hope will help you. It will help you wherever you are in the world to think through your life and think about how you can contribute to providing solutions, how you can bring people together rather than divide them, because the world is becoming more divided. Yet actually the narrative, there is a more positive narrative than we see because there are so many wonderful initiatives that are going on to around the world to try and help resolve and improve situations around climate change, you know, around, um, uh, challenges around the the economy, uh, challenges around politics, which is becoming, you know, at times very, um, very uh, focused on looking for difference rather than looking for similarity and connection. There are so many things going on right now, and um, good things, good projects, good initiatives. Most of the world is full of good people. It's sometimes who is shaking them up. That is the problem. And I think what we have to do is we have to come together as, uh, as populations, as people, and focus on what's important for the middle ground. Most people just want a roof over their head. They want to be comfortable. They want to be able to get on with their neighbors. They want food. They want to feel safe. They want schools for their kids. They don't want bombs and they don't want, they don't want wars and they don't want anger and they don't want politicians who are focusing in because they get more media, because the media looks at the negativity uh, of issues and things that connect with us emotionally. Most people across this planet, I think, are, are caring and good. And I think it comes down to us to think about how can we together and collectively connect with people, bond with people, learn some of the age-old wisdom that's important to make a difference and stop individuals who are coming into power um, from uh, splitting us up and making us um, dis dislike other nations, etc. So let me just share some of the um, some of the thoughts and some of the lessons from the some of the last few shows and i'm going to go back i'm going to probably start with a show that i did with um giles hutchins a a few a few weeks ago now and we were talking about regenerative leadership and we were talking about you know learning from nature really 
You know, there are incredible systems of of nature. You know, a forest actually is looking after each other, supporting each other. The the, the trees, the, the the plants, the animals. What we have done as human beings is we've got so far away from what is important. We've got so far away from realizing that actually nature isn't something to be managed by us. It isn't something to be necessarily tamed by us. It is something that we can learn from. It is something that is beautiful. It is something that we need to nurture. And to become a regenerative leader, we talked about the, the need to integrate our kind of shadow side of ourselves and cultivate a wholeness within ourselves. We need to almost deprogram ourselves. You know, we can't be responsible for what's happened to us, but we can be responsible about um, in, in developing and improving ourselves so that we can give the best of ourselves. Actually, this area of becoming a regenerative leader, it's an inner journey and it requires mentors and guides to navigate potential um, obstacles. But it goes beyond personal growth. You know, there's a system as a whole, like nature, which we can also view in organizations of living systems of, of people. There's messy relationships in there. There's, um, there's all sorts of evolutionary potential, though, to improve and to get better, create um, happier workforces who, who are focusing on doing good, doing good through their businesses. I think um, this is really important. And there's we talked a little bit about a sense respond mentality. Uh, and instead of a top-down approach, regenerative leaders should adopt a sense respond mentality where they're opening their organizations up to more energy flow and to embrace this continuous journey of growth. And energy for me is something I've realized in all the years that I've been consulting with companies. I realize that what I do is I go in and I affect the energy in that organization. I lift that energy and I also look for flows. I look for where people are holding back good progress. I look for where teams are not operating effectively. And I look to help them to build that energy and build that flow and therefore ultimately build their results. Um, so it took quite a lot from uh, Giles's conversation um, and about the leading about from nature and just really getting a sense of what is important. I'm also getting a, getting a sense through this show. I mean, we'll do even more so, I think, with... Um, interviews that are likely to happen in in the new year, people are starting to really think about and learn from indigenous populations. They're realizing that uh, these people who were close to nature, um, who at times were being persecuted, um, I'm thinking of like the you know the um, the um, Indian population, Indians in um, in America, in the United States. You know, I'm thinking about people in the Amazon, the Aborigines, those sorts of. Uh, but they were very, they're very close to nature, and they understood nature much better than us. They they found food, they understand medicines, they understand the systems, and only taking what was uh, needed and uh, leaving the rest to develop and grow. Um, another interview, kind of linked to all of that, I guess, was um, the interview with Frank White, and. 
With Frank, we talked about the overview effect. And Frank created a video, and he's a space philosopher. So this is quite exciting, talking about space. And what he um, realized, talking to lots of uh, astronauts, and I think he's interviewed something like 31 astronauts, was that when people went to outer space, that he would say, we're all in space. We are in, we are in space. We are a planet on a planet in space. Is the thing that really, really impacted many people was looking back on the earth, looking back on this beautiful sphere, magical with its oceans, with its, with its, um, with its, uh, its systems, its, uh, its countries, looking back on the, you know the areas that the 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 lights and the sort of technology but realizing that there's something so precious that that thin blue line of the atmosphere is all that protects us from disaster and people who have been up into space what they find is there's a very transformative experience when they look back at that perspective you know it's it's, it's really really quite mind-blowing um, and um, we also talked in those in the interview that, you know, there was this obviously this exciting world of space tourism, which, uh, to be honest, in, I don't know, in my lifetime, well, I'll ever be able to afford to do that, to go up into a space or whether I'd even want to. But it's an industry that's uh, that's growing. And, the, you know, Frank was working on working on thinking about how can we make space more accessible to all, not just for the rich, not just for those who uh, who have have a lot. And, and we got talking as well about, you know, organizations like NASA and private enterprises that are, you know, trying to build and think about building private space stations. And they're contemplating the future of space colonization and not being that far off, you know, floating cities, for example. So I think, um, you know, there's something about broadening our perspectives and considering the interconnectedness nature of everything. We need to be making more impactful decisions. We need to be thinking about in our lives, in our businesses, are we truly contributing to a better world? Are you contributing to a better world by commenting on somebody's tweet or somebody's Facebook post that is pointing the finger at somebody else? Is that really helpful? Are you adding to the angst in the world or are you bringing people together? We had a, a great interview on values um, a few months ago. And I really, um, it was value graphics, David Allison. And he talked about values and why values are so important. You know, values are what's important to us. And what you might find and what we will find is that actually you might have more in connection and in common with somebody who is uh, twice your age or half your age living in Siberia or living in China than maybe you do with your next door neighbor. It's all about values. Uh, and by finding people, there are people out there who have values like you um, and bring find the, the best values 
and connect with people who have those. And you realize that sometimes you just connect with someone and it's just like so easy and you become friends instantly. And that's what values are about. I think we need to consider the values of what we want to become, uh, not thinking about what we don't want to become. I think we need to think about what we don't want to come actually, uh, and really think about that and make sure we don't become it. So we need to connect with people around this planet who are very values driven, have, have good values, um, care about humanity. Uh, and we need to get together and find ways across international borders. Doesn't matter about, um, you know, governments uh, in terms of uh, who they're happy with and who they're not, that there are good people all over and play our role in contributing to a better world. Now we're going to go to um, a commercial break now. And after the break, we'll look at one or two of the other shows as well uh, that I've been really inspired late. We'll talk about um, decision-making by Dr. Alan Bernard. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some dark things like the battle for Kiev and the dark triad. Uh, then we'll move into more inspirational uh, ideas. We'll think about inspiration versus motivation and my conversation and insights with Lance Secretan. Uh, and we'll talk about servant leadership. And I think maybe what we'll do is we'll come out of that and we'll think about what does that all mean out of all those ideas about how we can be the best version of ourselves. I'll join you in a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome back to uh, this uh, this dialogue for me, really, um, which I is is pretty spontaneous uh, and and unplanned, but I hope uh, it provides you with lots of thoughts and and ideas. I'm going to go a little bit dark now. I'm going to talk about my interview with Daniel Haig, which was about the dark triad. And it, because I was sort of busking with this conversation um, or going going off piece a little bit earlier on, I was, I you know, I don't want you to think that I'm negative about politicians and leaders there are many 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 there who you know, i'm sure are doing tremendous work and we need those people to to help us to lead to guide us but i do feel that what we often see is we see people rising to the top with certain personality traits and what we also see is we see quite a bit of their dark side. And actually, it's about them. It's not about what the world is really like. It's about how they see the world inside their heads. And the, the, the problem is, is that many people, because they're very, very convincing, will believe them. And um, Danielle was talking to me about this this idea, this, um, this um, work around the dark triad. And what it is, is it's about three personality traits. It's about narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. Uh, and narcissism being that where somebody can't really see that they're in the they're ever in the wrong. You know, huge huge confidence in somebody who is very uh, narcissistic, uh, and huge supreme feelings about their own self importance. And being better than others and the psychopathy isn't really about about um you know somebody being being mad it's about a lack of empathy really i think uh, and i think empathy is so important i do lots of work with clients on emotional intelligence and uh, empathy is, is an important foundation of that you know people today want to be able to communicate in a much more authentic way and uh, you know, sales, for example, and sales tricks, it loses trust. But if we can have great com empathetic conversations with people, uh, then we build great trust. But a lack of empathy uh, can be very difficult to be around people who um, maybe rise to the top sometimes. And a, a Machiavellianism, which is some of you may have read, read the the Prince by Machiavelli, is that that's those those um, elements that help you to uh, access power. And I think it's the focus on people wanting power at, but not necessarily being focused on the common good, which causes problems. It causes problems not only in politics, but also in organizations. And we talked on the interview about um, you know, how to make sure we navigate 
um, not being manipulated by others in our personal and professional life and how to protect ourselves from uh, individuals that might manipulate us. And I'm very concerned um, about you know, a lot of the rhetoric, a lot of the news, a lot of the communication that goes out that is actually trying to get into your subconscious mind and impact your views. Uh, don't let a lot of this dirt stick would be my, my message. So I think really important that we're just mindful that um, in the politics, for example, in organizations, sometimes these people rise to the top. Uh, we need to make sure that they don't you know, take away um, our soul, really. Um, so that was um, a, a fascinating interview uh, for me, um, thinking about that. And another one was the battle for Kiev with John Spencer. And, uh, you know, John was an urban warfare specialist and one of the world's leading experts in urban warfare. What I loved about him was that he had created a guide, uh, which was a guide to the, for the urban defender, for people who find themselves under attack, as people have in the Ukraine. And uh, about, I think about 20 million copies have been accessed of what he'd shared as somebody has, who has great expertise in this area uh, to, to the population within Ukraine, which is really quite a, um, incredible. And I think some of the things that I, I, I find war very frightening, um, but I think it was, was really you know, impressive, the, the battle for Kyiv and the ability of the Ukrainians to, uh, to manage to um, you know, halt this, this onslaught, this Russian momentum for taking Kyiv. Uh, and there were some tremendous lessons about the power of leadership. You know, during times of war and stress, you know, le effective leadership is absolutely crucial. And President Zelensky of Ukraine you know, has demonstrated that importance of being you know, relatable as a character. He's also, you know, humility comes across and he's very inspiring at uniting people. His daily messages and presence instilling so much confidence and unity among millions of Ukrainians. Of course, now, uh, my friend David Fox Pitt, um, MBE, who runs uh, Siobhan's Trust, um, he was talking with us and to me uh, this week, and he's very concerned that um, there is a, you know, with what's going on in Israel and Gaza, with Hamas, it's taking away the focus of uh, something which is potentially very, well, is very scary in Europe uh, with um you know the intentions of uh, uh, of the russian leadership um and therefore you know, it's important to uh, keep that message alive and keep supporting um ukrainians <clears throat> um so i think um, a lot of lessons to be learned there so i'm going to move into to things which are maybe a little bit more inspiring and um and more um motivating and, and talk about uh, the the conversation i had with dr alan bernard recently, which was um, impossible unless um, decoding decision-making. I mean, do you often think about how you, how you make decisions and the process that you go through? Uh, and, um, and Dr. Alan Bernard, he has really become an absolute expert on that. And they have various apps which you can access to help you make better decisions. And indeed companies are utilizing you know, their ability online to create uh, almost worlds where they can test their businesses online. 
at using, for example, you know, the, the kind of metaverse type sort of technology. And what happens if I make this decision um, on, on the business and organization? Um, and Dr. Bernard stressed the importance of developing intuition before we make decisions. So, and so there's a, a combination that's important about using our intuition as well as um, leveraging learning from top experts and uh, leveraging technology, which can help us to um, enhance our intuitive abilities and to make better and faster decisions. We also talked about E, e plus R equals O, which is a really, a really important formula. I first discussed it with, with Jack Canfield a number of years ago when we were talking about his uh, latest book. And, and I think it's something I really think about quite a lot because, you know, E is the event, what's happened, um, plus R is our response. So when an event happens, how response, we respond to it equals O, which is the outcome. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, we have to think about uh, the event. Uh, and when we are working and we're considering our uh, tasks and the things we've got to do, we've got to actually think, well, is this event important to make a good decision on? Is it something that's quite critical? Do we need to <clears throat> really do some work to focus on our responses? Uh, and we talked as well about more about the fo focusing on constraints and things which were identifying constraints in complex systems and uh, how we give them attention and replace resources uh, on those constraints. Those constraints might be thinking, have we got a lack of money? Have we got a lack of resource? Have we got, is it about a lack of time? Um, and having this laser-like focus on these constraints can be a powerful leverage point for improvement. So that was the interview um, on decision-making. And, and I think what I took away myself was something that um, Alan said about 90% of the things that we do um, don't ultimately significantly impact the outcomes we want to achieve. So thinking about your vision, <clears throat> what you want to achieve, the world you want, what you want to achieve and make happen, are you doing, are you um, look, looking at tasks and responding to them uh, appropriately? Are you, are you responding to things that actually you shouldn't get involved at all, that you should delegate to others? Are you responding to things that you should take off your list? I get a lot of organizations approaching me with products and services. And, you know, for those, um, I don't give them time, really. I'll give time to recommendations from people I really trust, but they aren't actually, unfortunately, worthy of my time usually because I'm busy. I've got other things that I need to do. Um, so let's, let's talk about something more inspiring. Let's talk about something that I think is fundamental and has had me really reflecting upon. And that was an interview with Lance Secretan. Uh, Lance, I think, has written maybe 24 books, something like that. Uh, and I was impressed by his energy. And we talked, and, and he was a very famous child actor in the sort of 50s and 60s, because he's uh, he's quite mature in years these days. But um, But what I... I think I took, and from a number of my interviews with people who are maybe in their 70s and 80s uh, recently, is that how important it is to keep on working, actually, 
and how you can stay youthful by keeping yourself busy and keeping yourself uh, contributing. Now with Lance, the, the thing that stuck out for me was the difference between inspiration and motivation. And inspiration, and it's one of my own components of my purpose in life, which is that I'm the possibility of inspiration, responsibility, freedom, and fun. And I choose to be someone who enables others to realize their true potential. That's why I do this show. And I think inspiration and what I hope that this show does for you is about building a fire inside us that that burns for itself, a fire that gets us out of bed, a fire that enables us to move forward to what we want and because we want to do it. Uh, if Craig had been on the show today, we were going to talk about having a magnificent obsession, which we will talk about because I love that's Craig's words for purpose, I think. Um, when you have a magnificent obsession, when something is so important to you, you feel the energy moving through you. You feel alive. And when you have that obsession, you will jump into action. And we talked about the difference between inspiration and motivation because what organizations tend to do is they tend to put in place systems that force people to act. It's like they're putting a, a building a fire underneath them, which makes them jump. Bonus systems, um, you know, appraisals and performance reviews. When actually, if you can help people to feel inspired about their work, inspired about their contribution, feel excited that the company is working towards something that is contributing to a better world, then you're going to get engagement. You're going to get people who um, would rather, you know, they would be so into their work that they would be fully energized. Now, I'm so into my work at the moment. I've had one day off in three weeks, one full day off in three weeks. And that's because I'm full of inspiration. It's not because someone is burning a fire underneath me. I was on a financial course a, a, a couple of weekends ago, and I was a bit, I've worked for myself now for 17 years, and I work with clients who I want to work with and not those who I don't. And I was a bit shocked when people were asked about their reasons for wanting to be financially free. And some people came on camera and they cried and they just felt so caught up in their companies. They felt abused. Um, one person had doubled the turnover of her pub <clears throat> that she was working with and had had no bonus, no thanks. And I think there was, and from the pub company, they were even looking at reducing her income. And, uh, and she just sobbed. That's not right. That's manipulation. That is people who are riding roughshod over, shot over you. But those organizations that can inspire and create amazing cultures, which is what I, the work I do in them, they outperform. They're there for the long term. The people want to stay with them. They want to tell their friends to come and join. They want to put in extra time because they would rather be there than anywhere else. I think another point that I took from Lance um, in, in reflection 
is about reclaiming our own inner inspiration. So we do have this inner inspiration that we can find from within us. Most people look externally for their joy. They look, you know, they look for the latest device and technology. They're looking towards others, but actually a lot of what you need to learn is actually within you. And if you can release that, the best of yourself through self, through self development, and you can do, rediscover your own personal inspiration whilst also creating an inner peace, I find meditation very helpful. It's amazing how you can then inspire and help others more effectively. We, I think the final point with Lance, we talked uh, about creating a better world uh, and the need for a global reset to make capitalism a force for good. In order to impact positive change, we must model the behavior that we wish to see and build communities of like-minded individuals. So coming together and inspiring others to create a better world. I think if I, I may get this wrong, but we talked uh, about some a value set that he felt was particularly powerful from their research. And uh, I may regret saying this because I'm doing this uh, a little bit off the hoof, but uh, it was called Castle and included courage. Um, I think it was authenticity, service, um, truthfulness, love, and I can't remember what the last one was. Execution, they called it. I would call it elevation. Execution, I find a scary word. Um, but there were some principles in there, in the, that in Castle, which could be very helpful, some really empowering principles. And they researched lots of people to see what they didn't want. So after the break, we're going to, I'll talk um, a little bit about um, Howard uh, Bihar and uh, servant leadership. Uh, and I'll probably talk touch a little bit on Arthur Samuel Joseph, uh, vocal awareness, which is quite interesting because poor old Craig's at home in bed with no voice and I'm starting to lose mine a little bit as I do this. Um, so vocal awareness will be good because actually being able to stand in our own power and communicate powerfully is so, so important to skill. Now I may be finished with just one or two observations from my community that are really impacting me and the community and i hope will impact you to go on and do great work so I'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes from the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper and welcome back to this unusual show and this unexpected uh, gift in being able to share uh, some thoughts and some wisdom and some uh, lessons with you, which I do hope will have you in deep reflection um, as they have uh, with me. Um, so I'm going to move on now and I'll talk about um, Howard Bihar and my interview with the former president of Starbucks. He was the president of North America and then um, and then the international business, the first president, and he took the company and, and oversaw it from Somewhere in the region, I think 300 people to 200,000 people. Can you imagine the scale of development that you would need personally to enable you to do that? And I, and I think that was um, maybe 2005 to 2014. I apologize, Howard, if I've, uh, I've got that wrong because I'm going off the, the top of my head. But to do that sort of transformational shift. But what he... he um, sort of stood up for was that it's it's not about the coffee it's actually about the people i've shared it before but one of my early stories was my first first ever job from being a graduate was we're in the motor industry it was with a company called leyland daff that don't exist anymore they made vans and they made trucks and i'll always remember in my first week the sales director coming over to my desk and saying, Chris, can I have a quick word? Yeah, sure. I'm retiring this week and you're just beginning your career. Can I leave you with this? People are everything. Now we all know that, you know, the world is, um, more than just people I, you know there's there's the importance of nature and etc but actually in a business people are critical people are essential and i think what howard did is he recognized that recognized the importance of people 
primacy of the people. And what he strove to do was to always put people first and lead with humility and love and treating employees with respect, fostering an environment of personal and professional growth at Starbucks. He said, we're in the people business, not the coffee business, we're in the people business. And that was quite a brave thing to do. That was a cultural change. He also, we talked about the power of core values. You know, business is often driven by deep-seated values that span, you know, span across um, demographics and cultures. Um, and 80% of people across the globe have family, community, and connection as their core values. Um, this was going back to the work of David Allison. And if you can align those values with your company culture, it can spur on unprecedented growth. And I think the final point was about the importance of servant leadership. You know, when, you, when um, Starbucks, for example, dealt with downturns, um, it's, you know, it was a, a real, they had a real challenge uh, and they had to adjust um, and they realized they'd made a mistake, actually, I think, in letting some people go. Um, what they was recognized was the importance of focusing on the growth of individuals and showing pace, uh, uh, patience and support in the face of failure. And it all being about the team. You know, I've heard examples uh, through this show of organizations that when they've had a downturn, one organization, I remember having a huge fire. And the, and the factory burning down. And actually what the owner did of the factory was he kept everybody on. He kept everybody on through this uh, very difficult time in their history. And of course, what happens afterwards? Very loyal workforce. The same happened in one of my clients uh, called Everard's Brewery. And during the pandemic, you know, their, their pubs were closed. Their tenants pubs were closed and they supported them. They, they didn't uh, charge them uh, the rents that they would uh, normally because they had no turnover. They realized that their tenants wouldn't survive. And the same with their employees. Employees, actually, everybody took a pay cut. They had to, to keep the business going. And then what um, Everard's did once the pandemic was over was gave everybody their money back and thanked them. And they only lost in that time just one of their pubs. They put people first. I think actually a further point from the, the Howard Bihar interview that had an impact on me and got me really thinking was, you know, what Howard did was he distilled his, his vision, his mission, and uh, his values and the behaviors of the company that were important down to one sheet of A4 paper, which he has laminated. And he said that I... Uh, you know, he said he just did the speech. He did the same speech thousands of times around the world, uh, explaining the vision of the business. I guess it's not just about the coffee. You know, it's about the people. It's about the service that we provide and being um, servants for our customers. And he took that same message. He repeated it over and over again in, a, I guess, a powerful and eloquent way, um, which got everybody engaged, got everybody excited. On that sheet, I asked him what sat on there. And he said, purpose, passion, persistence, 
patience, performance, and people. Purpose, passion, persistence, patience, performance, and people. And before I lose my voice, I will also um, now like to talk about a little bit about vocal and awareness and my interview with Arthur Samuel Joseph. Uh, Arthur was a fascinating guest. Um, Arthur's clients over the years have included nine years working with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. He worked with um, Angelina Jolie, Magic Johnson, lots and lots of top top sports stars. And in the early days, he worked with people like Charlton Heston. Can you believe it? He got me to think and imagine somebody in, in my image who was powerful. And for some reason, my mind went to Charlton Heston. I don't know why in those those um, old um, movies. And uh, he'd also worked with Sean Connery, who has an incredible voice. And what that conversation got me truly thinking about is the importance of the human voice and the importance of rising up and being thankful for who we are also allowing ourselves to feel calm and settled and peaceful and being very very aware of the words that we use I don't think I will forget that conversation. Actually, it was pretty uncomfortable for me to interview him because he was coaching me all the way through. So not easy. <laughs> and asking me to kind of rise up and uh, we, had our, we had our cameras on, we could see each other. Um, what I realized too was that actually there's something, he combined both spiritual and the emotional aspects of breathing. I probably realized through this interview, I've maybe not breathed deeply enough. You know, I came on about 30 minutes ago. I realized before the interview started, I realized I was going to talk to you. I had this idea. Let's not just not do the show. Let me talk to you. And Arthur introduced the concept of uh, this loving breathing exercise and vocal awareness rituals. If you go onto YouTube and Google his TEDx, you'll get more of a sense of what that's about, about the importance of us taking control of our voice and recognizing that no one has the power to usurp it, to stop it, that it's important to stand up and own our voice with empowerment and integrity. Why would we want to do that? Well, we'd want to do that because communication is important. And in your work, whatever that work may be, being able to communicate with integrity, being able to communicate powerfully, being able to find the right words is going to make you stand out. I decided that somebody who could help Arnold Schwarzenegger through his movie career and his changes in career to becoming governor of California, who could help someone like Sylvester Stallone 
had to be worth listening to. And it was just an honor to spend that time with him. Um, outside of that, I, I think I'd just like to say something about my community. Um, I've been creating a community of exceptional people, people who have want to contribute to an exceptional world, a better world. People who are exceptional and heartfelt and kind. You know, I would say that the Elevation Collective community is a community who care about discovering and turning purposeful dreams into reality. And together, I think we're creating this oasis of creativity, of positivity, of inspiration, of, of counsel, of incredible, incredible connections and friendship. I believe we should be able to look back on our lives one day and say, I made a difference. The community is for people who are very accomplished. Um, it's, um, it's not about age. It's also about actually having a maturity and an ambition that I see in a lot of young people too. So it's, you know, it's not just for, People have been in year, year for years and years, but bringing young people together and wise elders to, to work with each other and challenge our thinking right now is really important. It is by invitation only. If you feel that you are a thought leader, an expert in your field, and you're looking for a special home like this, then you can reach out and I will talk to you and we will look because you have to go through a process with me to um, be uh, considered um, even those people who are highly recommended from in the group and we have within the group some amazing people we have uh, one of the world's uh, the americans leading um, book um, agents who has written 31 books herself she's a formidable force we have uh, marketing brand strategists who are doing incredible work and writing books uh, like Stephen Morris about the beautiful business. We have poets who are also contributing to improving leadership uh, through um, thinking of Libby Wagner through her, through her work and uh, people like Mike Mooney, who is a, a former vice president of uh, of um, of NASCAR, of Rosh Fenway, and an author. We have, I'm sorry, I'm not going to mention everybody, but we have an incredible community of exceptional people, exceptional talent who are coming together, working collectively as well, and then going out into their, their worlds, having this oasis to come back to, to contribute effectively to a better world and it's uh, it, it's incredible so i'll be sharing over time some insights that have come from that journey um i wanted to say hi to everybody in the collective you're all amazing i'm sorry i've not mentioned everybody all those amazing people who uh, showed up at our event on wednesday uh, i want to say a big thank you to deke copenhaver and david fox pitt but i do want to say i will say thank you to elizabeth thinberg hearn hillary wilson john jennings mike mooney stephen morris judy piatkus uh, libby wagner um, Peter Kelly, Detweiler, Wendy Keller, Sue Richardson, Brian Wright, um, all people, I'm sorry if I've missed anybody out, all people who are 
making um, the world a better place with me at the moment. I hope you've learned something from today. Thank you so much. I look forward to speaking to you on next week's show. Any questions or comments, do come back to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.